Hello, and welcome to Beyond Prospecting, the APRA podcast, featuring thought-provoking conversations with prospect development and fundraising experts. We hope you enjoy today's episode. Hello, and welcome to a special edition of Beyond Prospecting, the APRA podcast. In this episode, Amy Moden, APRA Editorial Advisory Committee member, sits down with Renana Kehoe to learn more about her experience as president of NEDRA, the New England chapter of APRA. Amy leads the chapter beat on APRA's Editorial Advisory Committee, which oversees content publishing for Connections. Over the last year plus, she has sought out stories from chapter members, following their career paths and lessons they've learned along the way. For more great stories and insights from the Editorial Advisory Committee, check out Connections at connections.aprahome.org. And hello, I'd like to welcome all to our chapter beat of the Connections with APRA International. Connections is a resource available to all APRA members. I'm here with Renan Kehoe. Did I say that yeah. right? Kehoe, Kehoe, wow, that's, that's tough. She is president of NEDRA, and uh, we're gonna talk with her a little bit today, and she's gonna tell us uh, about the uh, 2021 APRA chapter summit she attended that was virtual this year. She's gonna tell us about uh, her experience with APRA as a whole, and what's it like being a president currently uh, and as she discovered through our pandemic. So Renana, I'm gonna turn it over to you. So why don't you talk, first of all, tell us who you are, what your title is, what organization you work for, how long you've been doing it, you know, that kind of good bio stuff. Sounds good. Thanks, Amy, and thanks for inviting me to speak with you today. This is, um, this is really fun. I don't think I've ever done this on Zoom before. So yeah, so my name is Renan, as, as you said, I work for Harvard Business School. I head the prospect management and prospect development and gift management department here at Harvard Business School. And I've been in the fundraising field for gosh, over a decade. Let's just put it that way. It's been great. I, you know, I, this was my first chapter summit that I attended. So I know in the past they've been in person and I haven't um, had the chance to attend those before. I'm sure they're very different from this year's experience, but this year's experience was really wonderful. I mean, I think you could just tell so much thought and work went into it um, and it really showed and I, and I got out a lot out of it. I was fortunate to attend with the VP of our board and the treasurer of our board. So Alana Krakowski and um, Pamela McCarthy, and they both had really great things to say about their experiences as well. We, we traded notes afterwards, and we are actually going to take some time in our next board meeting to share some of our takeaways with the rest of the board, which is, which is great. So I know you had asked me to share some, you know, we talked about sharing some key takeaways and some things that we uh, learned from the summit. And I think for better or for worse, one of the most memorable, <laughs> one of the most memorable parts was when we were, we were Zoom bombed and it was terrible. And it's something that we all fear and worry about constantly. The reason I bring this up is because it really, you know, you know, I emailed our programming committee right afterwards to see what we're doing and how we're handling some of these things. And I think, I think it is really important for us to remember that these things do happen in the virtual world that we're in. And how do we provide support and training for our, you know, our committees and our people offering these programs and organizing these programs so that they know what to do if this does happen. And in the same token, 
how are we making sure that we're doing everything that we can so that this doesn't happen, right? So mm-hmm. at the end of the day, we're all human. I mean, you can't make everything, you know, tight, you know, and mistakes will happen, things will happen, but how do we respond to them? And, and do we have the training in place to, to be able mm-hmm. to respond to them as, as well as Elizabeth did? So I don't want to say that was a good experience, but that was a, a good learning opportunity, I think, and kind of a wake-up call, I think, because we've been so lucky. I mean, we've been offering so many virtual programs in the past year. And um, we haven't had to deal with it. And knock on wood, we don't have to. You know, what just popped into my mind is that's an element of professional development in and of itself right there. Is when when we place ourselves in these programs, in these situations, these conferences, and we observe what's about what's happening, crises, however that looks. You know, we're thinking of, if, if we're thinking about I need to be better prepared for that next time it happens or how can I be a part of the solution? Professional development, that's, that's uh Absolutely, yeah. And there yeah. are organizations now, um, one of my colleagues is, actually a couple of my colleagues have mentioned this, but their organization is actually offering training in what to do and how to respond to Zoom bombers. It's for better or for worse, this is the environment we're in now and, you know, we should, learn and be prepared as prepared as we can be to um to deal with that so yeah adapting the law yes yes so that's one thing you can you can cut it out of the recording if you want i think it's great (laughs) but i will share you know going into the breakout groups i mean was just so wonderful i mean i know that we had different kinds of breakout groups where you could go into ones that are in the same role as you so again being president um of this organization for the first time. Um, It was really helpful to be in a room with other presidents and just talk about some of the challenges, opportunities, things that we've been doing in this current environment. So that was really wonderful. Love that, you know, the other thing that was done really well in the summit is the constant encouragement to connect. So um, Mm -hmm. I've made a ton of LinkedIn connections afterwards. There were a lot of opportunities to do that as well. Like sometimes we posted our LinkedIn link URL in the chat, and sometimes we just talked about it. I mean, it was a really nice opportunity to connect in that way. And I've already ended up, you know, messaging with some people and emailing with some people just from that. So I think, you know, it's always such a challenge to figure Mm -hmm. out, especially for programs that were held in person, how to do them virtually. But I think the summit was such did such a great job with with encouraging these connections despite the virtual environment. So that was really great. We got a lot of ideas for programming. We got a lot of ideas for some other areas that we're always thinking about, like um, advocacy, um, Mm -hmm. mentorship. These are things that come up again and again in our chapter and things that we're trying to think about how to best approach them. And so it was so nice to be able to talk to other associations that already have a lot of this stuff set up and then try different things. I even ended up talking to someone about swag for a little bit because we were trying to decide on swag for the conference. So that was really great as well. Okay. Is this, but um, you said at the beginning, this is not your first chapter summit. It is. It is my first. Your very first as president. Yep. Were you vice president before you were president? I was, no, I was um, secretary. You were secretary. And how long were you a secretary for NEDRA? I think about two years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Everything totally. before this year is a blur. I'm a little bit in a time bubble these days. So, <laughs> so how long have you been a member of Nedra? Oh, I've been a member of Nedra for a while. Like, I want to say seven years or so. Mm-hmm. Okay. And did you get involved right away with committees or programs or the board? Or what did that look like? seven years ago to now. Can you walk us through that real quickly? Yeah, so NEDRA is really great about creating a network and and making connections and letting you be involved in all different ways. So even if you can't serve on a very heavy lift committee, you can serve on a light lift committee or you can volunteer for a one-off thing or you can submit an article for a newsletter, you know. So NEDRA is very good about creating these opportunities to be involved in all different ways. And I think that's really helped and creating this community that we do have, a very strong community. So in the beginning, when I started out, I was on the programming committee. So working on events and programs for um, our members and non-members, actually, for people in this area. I have also, in the past, volunteered during our conference at a, um, we used to have these roundtable breakout sessions in the conference. So I volunteered to lead a couple of those many years ago. Um, so again, there were different ways to get involved. And it's so nice because you always get to meet different people at these things. So shortly after that, I joined the board, became co-chair of the programming committee, and then became more involved, more and more involved as time went on. Okay. You became president for 2021 or 2020? And for 2020. So starting July 2020. Yes. And how did that look? Did you raise your hand? Did everyone look at you? Can you share what that looked like? That we had different. we had an election, so people mm-hmm. voted, and I was I was surprised, but very very excited. You know, I have to say we have an amazing board. Um, I'm sure everyone says that, but I I really like our board is just amazing and great executive admin team as well, who's, you know, I could not do any of this without them. So our our VP, our treasurer, our secretary, and then we also introduced a new role for this year, immediate past president role. So they, and they've just been the most amazing people in the world. And yeah, I honestly, I don't know how I could be a president for the first time during a pandemic without truly the amazing <laughs> board that we have. I mean, I just can't emphasize that enough. And we also were very lucky in that um, even our volunteers on our committees, and we have many committees, are just mm-hmm. spectacular and really, really are responsible for what makes NEDRA NEDRA. NEDRA, again, New England Development Research Association. Did I say that right? Yeah. For those of us geographically challenged, I mean, literally the New England area is what it's covering up there, right? And any any outliers around or do you, have you found or have you noticed additional members that don't even live in the area? But, you know, because going virtual has just opened new doors for all chapters. Yeah, definitely. So even before going virtual, we had people from everywhere attend our conference. We had people from everywhere attend. We have a really popular boot camp program, Search 101 intensive program, which is just a fabulous program. We've seen, obviously, the majority of people were from this area, but people would fly in to attend. And then exactly as you said, I mean, in the virtual world, we're seeing a lot more of these people who are even international. It's just very encouraging. And it's also interesting to think about what this would look like post-pandemic, right? Mm-hmm. So 
you know, we are going to go back to in-person programs eventually. I mean, we love in-person programs, but I don't think it'll be exclusively in-person the way that it had been in the past. And we laugh because we, it took us a very long time to even offer webinars. So we offered our first webinars, I think it was in late February, early March of last year. And we offered a couple and we were so proud of ourselves. And then- As you, you should know, be. In each other. And now everything is virtual. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I think it just speaks volumes of being willing to step out on, on different limbs that we've never been to, you know, been on before, opening our minds differently. You know, oh, we got to take care of our chapter members. I, I understand that. We need to make sure our, you know, our chapter members are feeling not alone or a part of, and especially, especially through uh, the pandemic, those who, you know, might have lost their roles, right? At that, you know, we needed to make sure. And then it dawned on us, oh, wow, we can open this up to others if they're, if they're interested. And so more marketing efforts, which involves more participation and spread the word and media, media platform usage. I mean, it's, uh, I for one was excited, just excited yeah. about yeah. that. And I know I, I attended a few NEDRA programs myself and uh, even some of my board members, I think one might still be a NEDRA member, very active in it, I wouldn't be surprised. Were you expecting the summit to be kind of an answer to all your questions? What was your expectation out of the summit? Because I'll, I'll also say real quickly this year, because it was virtual, my understanding, and correct me if I'm wrong, because I'm just, I'm a secretary with APRA Minnesota. I neglected to mention that at the beginning. And last year when I heard about the summit, uh, my understanding was presidents and vice presidents attend, right? This year was different. They offered it to board members, all board members of all chapters, and it was done virtually. So were there expectations? And if so, were they met, not met? Can you talk about that? Yeah, so that's a good question. And so as I mentioned earlier, this was my first summit. So in terms mm -hmm. of expectations, I really didn't know what to expect. And I do know that historically, it has been the presidents and vice presidents that attended, right? Or sometimes the rest of the executive team would attend, but not necessarily all board members. So mm -hmm. I didn't know, I really didn't know what to expect. I was just really looking forward to, you know, I, I love learning from other people. And so I was just looking forward to making those connections and hearing what others are doing, especially as we're all, you know, what is that phrase? Building the plane as we're flying it, right? I mean, none of us oh, right, have been yeah. in this environment before and we're all figuring out how to make it work right so that was kind of what I was you know how I approached this I will also share that we glad you brought up this um this this uh, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that this year was different and that it was opened up to more people because you know we kept going back and forth about how much we should share this opportunity and other opportunities with all the board and we do have monthly board meetings and we are you know, this is this is a working board and, and we do ask, you know, everyone who volunteers to put in a lot of effort and a lot of hours. And so I have to say too that as as president of the board, I always try to pause and be mindful too of how much we're asking people hmm. to do. Because as I said, we have a very, very committed board. And if you ask people to attend this and this and this program, there I would say the majority of the people on the board would attend all of those things. And so we have to be careful, especially as 
we are leading the board that we're not burning people out. We're acknowledging that this work is is it's volunteer and it's hard even in regular times, but never mind in pandemic times when you have family that you're taking care of at home and other challenges. So it's always like being mindful of how much time you're asking people to invest versus how much you can actually get out of it. So within our board, we actually did end up keeping it just to the executive admin team, um, which I think was fine and was helpful. And it was, uh, and I think I actually, I think I only met people in those roles as well. I don't think I ended up having the opportunity to talk as much to other board members at large. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah. But I will say this for expectations. You know, these days we all have expectations just for programming in general. Like in the beginning of the pandemic, I don't know if you had the same experience, but some of these longer programs were like, you're sitting there in a Zoom, it's a webinar for three hours. So this wasn't the case with the summit. It was a lot of mixing of, you know, breakout rooms, presentation, social time, you know, and that was really great. Good to hear that. It's good things thinking forward. Just a few more questions for you. And I kind of keep going back and forth because I'm really interested in just even your journey inside Nedra and then into, you know, an APRA as a whole. You mentioned that you were part of Nedra for seven years. So did being a part of that network, of that chapter, and then now in serving in, in positions inside the board, inside committees, and now president, did that help you or how did that help you? personally, professionally? Did it uh, advance you through roles? I mean, for those of us, you know, that might be watching, you know, I just, I just attend a conference once a year, right? Maybe, or, or there's a good webinar I'm interested in. Why would I want to get more involved? Talk about how that looked for you, what you found out of it, you know, you know what might be attractive to others that, okay, maybe I should start considering, maybe, because, you know, we're busy. Yeah, you, you nailed the head, you know, that's what sometimes we're asking a lot. Can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I just can't speak to other chapters, but I can speak with my experience with Nedra. I mean, as I said, just having these different ways to engage with Nedra has been really helpful and really eye-opening. So it can be just serving on a committee where you do get to meet other people, which then could actually potentially have an effect on your career or, or um, you know, different positions as they open up. But then there's also another way to engage, which is being a speaker at a presentation or a panelist or even organizing presentation. And so, you know, I think all of these things not only introduce you to other people and grow your network, which is always really, really helpful and important, but also introduce or maybe not introduce, but maybe strengthen your skill sets in different areas. Mm. So I know that a lot of my researcher friends don't like to do public speaking and don't like to be out there presenting. But when you are in, when you when you do volunteer to do a program for Nedra and you do choose to speak and to present or to be on a panel, I think you're you're kind of pushing yourself out of your comfort zone. You're challenging yourself, and then you get to you get to to grow that skill set, which I think is always helpful. So that's just one example. You know, I'm trying to think of of what else. I mean, just you know, even being a board member and just you know all the. I'm, I'm trying to think of all the the skills and coordinations that go into putting on events. Right. Mm-hmm. Back mm-hmm. in the day when we needed space, space to host events. Right. So even getting in touch with people to say, can you host us? A lot of the times people would volunteer space. 
So coordinating that with the speaker and then, you know, should we get people coffee and some cookies and, you know, do we need audio video, you know, so even just like working through all those logistics, I mean, you just, you end up sharpening a lot of different skills that are, I think are really valuable to have. Well put. I would agree. I wholeheartedly agree. Is there anything else you would like to talk about quickly or share with any viewers, any, you know, hindsights, advice? Yeah, I mean, so, so as I said earlier, you know, this is all about building the plane as we're flying it, but I think as a leader of, of our board, you know, I, I think one, one thing that's top of mind for me is how to keep um, not just our community, but even our board members engaged and motivated again, we can't acknowledge enough. We can't recognize enough the fact that this is a really challenging time. And so we've done a lot of things, I think for our community, for example, we came up with a lot of new scholarships this year, many more than we've had before. And, you know, one of them is about DEI and really encouraging um, historically underrepresented individuals and professionals to join our field and to have more support in our field. And then another one is a, the Nedra, I think we call it the Nedra Community Scholarship, which is really ensuring that every single program that we offer, there's one spot reserved for someone who just needs the, who, who may not be able to afford it, but needs the support to be able to attend. So that was something that was really important. For us, so we've done a lot of things for the greater community, but I'm constantly thinking about how do we engage the board? How do we make sure they're okay? Especially since actually half of them, I don't think have ever met in person. So yeah, <laughs> so how do we keep that? And the board dynamic is so important. So, and I think about this too, as, a, as I lead my team here at work, but how do we do that? How do we make sure the motivation is there that people are still engaged, interested, excited about the work that we do. And, you know, early on, I think around Thanksgiving time, I had arranged to have everybody get the Nedra masks, (laughs) just masks for everyone to wear. And I think now there's mask fatigue and people are sick of getting masks. But, you know, I think just thinking of little things, this is constantly in my mind. So if anyone has any tips, please get in touch. But just how do we do these little things just to keep people still feel connected and, and excited about what we do? That's good stuff right there, too. Now you've got me thinking about it. Yeah, thank you for that. Thank you so much for sharing your time, your experience, your thoughts, telling us what it looks like for you. That's exciting to me. I like hearing uh, about new new roles. I mean, that's a pretty big role to fill. From Secretary was your last position to president, correct? But it sounds like you've got some great examples that were set for you beforehand. Sounds like you've got great guidance. Uh, you talked about this chapter summit. It sounds like you made some good connections. And I know for me personally, there's that next challenge of staying connected with those new connections is how does that look? And, you know, that's something I get to work on personally myself. And, and that sounds like for you too, as well. So thank you again. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Amy, yeah. for inviting me to do this. Absolutely. Thank you again to Amy and Renina for sharing this conversation with us. For more great stories and insights, be sure to check out Connections at connections.aprahome.org. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Beyond Prospecting, the APRA podcast. To discover all that APRA has to offer, visit aprahome.org. For links to content featured in this episode, check out the show notes. If you like the show and want to help others find us, please subscribe to and rate us on iTunes. 
Until next time.